Hello and welcome to episode six of the official Mike's Hot Honey podcast, where we interview chefs and pizza people from New York City and beyond. Today on the show, we've got Kevy Landreth and Allison Cave of Butter and Scotch. Butter and Scotch is a bar and bakery in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and at its core, a place where you go to feel good. No matter what your vice is, Butter and Scotch has what you need. Say you're craving sweets and you want a decadent slice of the most delicious birthday cake in town. Butter and Scotch has got you covered. Or you just want a delicious craft cocktail. Butter and Scotch got you. Or you, you want to sit down with a Miller High Life and a biscuit and a bowl of green chili and just chill out. Butter and Scotch has what you need. Get your fix at Butter and Scotch. It's a true soda fountain for adults no matter what your vice is. You can get it there at Butter and Scotch on Franklin Avenue Crown Heights. We've got a wide-ranging discussion for you today covering everything from Miller High Life cocktails to Allison's mom's green chili recipe to even the intersection of small business and politics in 2017. So stick around. You can check out other episodes of the Mike's on Honey podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the show. We're here at Butter and Scotch in Crown Heights with owners Kevy Landreth and Allison Cave. Welcome to the Mike's Hot Honey Podcast. Thank Hi. you. Thank you. Um, I, I've known you guys for a while, but uh, this is your first time on the official Mike's Hot Honey Podcast. <laughs> yeah. so oh. We're very excited. <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Butter and Scotch, um, why don't you guys explain what, what you're doing here and... and um, Cool. Just tell us about Butter and Scotch. And... Totally. All right. Well, we are a bar and a bakery in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And um, we started about four years ago. Allison and I uh, met each other sort of through Smorgasburg, through a mutual friend. Um, and she had a pie company and I had a cupcake company. And, yeah, we came together um, yeah, four years ago over... That's crazy that yeah. it was four years ago. Anyway. Um, yeah, over two pictures of very potent sangria, we came up <laughs> with uh, this crazy idea that we could open a bar and a bakery. Um, and and it worked. <laughs> I'm shocked. Amazingly yeah. enough, yeah. it actually worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we sell, we're like a, a soda fountain for adults, I guess. Yeah. Um, you can sit at the bar and you can have cocktails or you could just have sweets or you could have a combination of both. Right. And it's like, it's the perfect place to feel good because you you can really indulge in any way that you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we try not to be like prescriptive. It's like, come in, you can right. just have a high life. That's fine. Really, whatever you want to do. We actually sell so much. We go through so much highlights. I love highlights. I think it's kind of because we we're sort of teetering between like dive bar and like Disneyland for adults is what we hear a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I love highlights. I think from like the lower tier of, of easy drinking beers. Oh yeah. It's like kind of at the top of that tier for me. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's between that or Amstel Light. Okay. <laughs> but, um, sure. <laughs> but I just and I love the highlight bottle. I love and, the like, bottle. Yeah. It's like a very satisfying beer to like hold and drink, and you can. Yeah. It's like at a certain point in the night it becomes 
basically water, right. and yeah. you don't realize like how many you're, you're drinking. Hydrating, yeah. Almost sure, as you're drinking. sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can drink ten, and you're cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we go through a lot of. Yeah, that. we go through a lot of that. We're actually. It's funny. We for our spring menu. We have a cocktail with High Life, and it's the second cocktail we've run with High Life. Yeah, like, really yeah, yeah. Really? It's really a, it's really more of like a gin fizz, but we just finish it instead of seltzer. We finish it with a little bit of High Life, and nice. it's really good. Yeah, I need to try that. Yeah, it's the friend of Dorothy. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, um, I think we we first collaborated at the Queen Bee Cocktail Classic. Was that the first time? That, I Was guess it? so. I mean, yeah. I guess I feel like we knew each other, right. like we'd met, but I think that was the first time that we'd ever we'd, actually worked here because we weren't right. open yet, so right. we didn't have any like application. Right, because I hadn't yet. heard of your product through Liza Degia. Right, shout right. out to Liza Degia. And I met you Liza, yeah. with Liza Degia. I think we met at right. um, at Maison Premier that night. That's right. Yeah, That's the girl right. brings yeah. people together. She really she does. does. Yeah. yeah. She does. We love you, Liza. <laughs> Listening, um, we need to do a podcast. With you, so. Um, yeah, so the, the Queen Bee Cocktail Classic is an event that um, happens annually during NYC Honey Week, and um, they pull local bartenders from New York City to create cocktails featuring honey from the region. Yeah. Women bartenders, women bartenders, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, ours, ours got both. Crowd and judge favorite. Yeah, right. it was all the hot. It was all about the hot honey. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. What, what was in that cocktail? That oh, by the way, it's still on one of our best-selling cocktails. Yeah. Right. at the bar. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, just, it's, it's always on the, on the menu. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's the the honey chili or honey child rider, however you want to pronounce <laughs> it. Both are actually totally accurate. Um, but it's got uh, Dorothy Parker Gin from New York Distilling, which is a great local distillery in Williamsburg. Uh, there's some passion fruit, uh, passion fruit puree. <laughs> it was really hard to say. Uh, your delicious honey, a little bit of lemon, and then it's finished off with uh, these delicious tiki, uh, tiki bitters from Bitterman's. Um, and yeah, there's just something. It's like kind of tropical. It's a little bit spicy, but not overwhelmingly so. And then the gin, I think, gives it this like interesting kind of herbaceous, like dry quality. I think usually when you taste like honey and passion fruit and spice in a cocktail, you expect it to be made with rum or tequila or something. And I think having the gin in there gives it a very different flavor. Although I will say I think we've made every variation. Yeah, it works and with it everything. It works with everything. We're now doing actually um, a mocktail with it at Smorgasburg every oh, nice. Sunday. Yeah. So it's it's the honey chili rider but without the gin Are you guys and it's not delicious. allowed to serve hard alcohol there? No, they no. do but we can't, unfortunately. Uh, we need to talk to them because I really do think they should. I just, even if we don't make any money off it or sell it ourselves, like I would love for them to just feature <laughs> one of our cocktails at their bar because right. it would you be... You hear that, Eric Demby? Yeah, Eric, okay. <laughs> Brendan, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we need to talk to them about that. But no, they, they sell booze, but the vendors cannot sell booze. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's but, a mocktail, but it's delicious. And I think it's, you know, other vendors are selling, like, lemonades and stuff, and I think it's, like, a nice departure a little bit from that straightforward lemonade mm-hmm. thing. 
Yeah. Right, so you can try that cocktail at Smorgasburg in the mocktail form. Exactly. Or, no or booze. Here. Or come here and have it as, yeah. I mean, go to Smorgasburg, get a bunch of stuff, have a mocktail, and then walk 10 minutes right. to butter and scotch and have a real <laughs> You guys have a unique thing going on here because it's a space where you can really come at any time of day. Like, what, what are your... What are your hours of operation here? You must be open a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're really, like, only closed between, like, there's no one here from 1 a.m. to, like, 6 a.m. Yeah. Except the cleaning yeah. company. Right. And then, um, and then at 6 a.m., you know, our morning baker gets in and starts things. Um, but we just opened up for daytime. For weekday, um, yeah. For weekday daytime. Oh, yeah. So you can now get our brunch menu, most of it, any day of the week, except for Monday. We still need that day. Yeah, Monday for, we like, open at 5. To prepare these banquets and paint <laughs> and the just, wall. Right, and, yeah. like not be on. Yeah, to like do little fixes and change light bulbs and... You know, <laughs> right. all that. Kind all the of really fun things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Otherwise, it's like not, we open at nine a.m. and close somewhere around midnight Tuesday through Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday we're open till two. Yeah. Uh, and we do brunch on the weekends. So yeah, it's kind of always so going. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just firing on all cylinders. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting when like there's a day that we're not open like at yeah. all you know yeah. like, like oh Christmas. my god yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. and I'm like no one's gonna contact me about anything and it's amazing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah right no text messages <laughs> yeah. yeah um well your menu so you've got you've got savory brunch items <laughs> and then you've got all of the sweets and baked goods yeah. Do you want to run through some of the things that are that are your fan favorites here? Sure. All right. So we'll start in, starting with the daytime. Our biscuits. Our biscuits are the best biscuits in Brooklyn, I think. I agree. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we do, like, bacon, egg, and cheese on a biscuit, BLT on a biscuit. Hot honey <laughs> on a biscuit. Hot honey, uh, <laughs> chicken and biscuit. Um, so biscuit's the foundation. Yeah, biscuit, biscuit is, is really like the core the of our brunch yeah. It's a good foundation. Menu. But yeah. then also, we just, for daytime, we just added um, a couple soups, one of them being Allison's mom's recipe oh, for yeah. green chili stew. Nice. Yeah. And it is very, very spicy. It will clear out your sinuses, but it's so addicting. It feels like you're like powerful after yeah. you eat it. You know? <laughs> what is so Sean said? Like I feel like I could plow a field or without, a without a horse. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's very. So I was born in New Mexico. My mom lived there for ten years, and um, she got really into New Mexican food when she lived there. And her her green chili stew recipe is sort of like the stuff of legend. Yeah. And so yeah. we knew when we were opening for weekday that we wanted to put it on the menu. We were getting green chili from these guys who also sell at Smorgasburg from Zia Green Chili Company and they're wonderful. Shout out to Zia Green Shout Chili. Shout out to Zia. Um, we're hitting everyone. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, whole, hey, whole family. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, it was like a really nice opportunity to like use that product more uh, and also kind of, you know, have like a family recipe. It was funny when my mom sent the recipe though because she was like, a recipe? Uh, okay, and it's just like one long paragraph of like what to do it like, was so much fun though <laughs> like so Allison forwarded it to me and she's like good luck with this and I went home and it was 
just so much fun. Like recreating a recipe like that, that's that's what I want. She's like yeah. she's like a handful of this or like however to ta- everything's to however taste. much yeah. of this you like, you yeah. know? And I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Has she come in to approve the uh, She hasn't yet. I know version. she keeps saying she's going to, but she hasn't yet. We yeah. did she made it for um we did a, a pop-up dinner, which we do, like, pop-up dinners once a month where we have guest chefs come in, and they do a whole savory menu, and then we make desserts and cocktails to, like, complement that, um, which is really fun. And a couple, like, a year and a half ago, uh, we did one with my mom and my brother where we cooked a whole green chili menu. Oh, cool. And that was super fun, and she made her green chili stew for that. And I definitely, like, ours is... I think yeah. basically oh. the same. I think it's right. It's a right little there. spicier because we're using only hot green yeah, chili. Yeah, she uses but... a mix of hot and mild. Um, green chili sliders. Oh, oh they're so God. good. Oh, we're gonna do that. Po- we're doing we're that. We're doing it again. again. I keep trying sure. to like corral my mom and my brother to do that again. Anyway, I love so that. So like fun. this talk is just all about stew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've driven through. I've driven through New Mexico, like after the chili pepper harvest. You see people like sometimes you see on the side of the road. Oh yeah, just like, roasting chilies. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. the whole state like smells like chili for a month. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I mean, we we have so many friends from New Mexico, and a lot of our bartenders somehow well, yeah. are from yeah. well, Sonia also oh, is from right. New Mexico. Yeah. Um, and so we've just come to like all be very addicted to red and green chili. Yeah. yeah. And we put it in, you know, we have a green chili chicken hand pie that we do. It's really good. Yeah. Anyway. And you can put green chili on like any breakfast sandwich, any biscuit yeah. thing. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just basically like we try, are trying our best to like be like a little Albuquerque <laughs> in Brooklyn. You know? I'm a big green chili fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll eat it on just about anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. Like I'm, I'm not doing things by the book the, the New Mexican way, but I, I often just make like a, a salsa verde with, with tomatillos, which is totally oh, different. Yeah. But serves kind of the same purpose. So yeah, let me sure. know when you guys start doing sopapillas. Oh my god! We did them right. for the well, we did it yeah. for the green chili dinner. That was my oh, job, nice. and I was so nervous because <laughs> it is like well because you cannot get proper sopapillas here like I do not know any yeah, unless I've never I have never seen either. proper sopapillas I've never even seen them like unproper sopapillas oh, yeah no I did actually them. they look like funnel cakes there was some like shitty faux New Mexican restaurant in like near uh, Union Square years ago I don't know if okay. they're still there shots fired but it was oh, I mean it was so bad yeah. I, I was so excited I saw sopapillas on the menu I was so excited and then I got it and it was straight up like a funnel cake on a plate and I was just like guys so no I like I made them and when that first like pillow came out of the fryer I was so relieved because the whole room for that dinner was full of New Mexicans like every reservation was a 505 area code people were dressed up in New Mexican (laughs) sweat I know like turquoise like symbols everywhere (laughs) you guys can really corner the New Mexican market in New York it's like we kind of have you wouldn't expect to bakery bar in Crown Heights to be like yeah the hub of green chili and New Mexican food but yeah yeah it's funny I uh, I got a call for like a takeout order and I saw it was a 505 number and he ordered literally everything with green chili on it and I was like yeah he comes in every day with his girlfriend and they get something with green chili on it yeah well for for all of our 
homesick New Mexican <laughs> listeners. Yeah, in New exactly. York. There you go. Come to Butter and Scotch. This, we, got, we got that fixed. We got that green <laughs> yeah. chili hookup. Um, but it's funny because it is like so. Like we're talking about all of our savory stuff, but I okay. feel like oh, right. our we have <laughs> our just like we're really you know it's like we I think have been expanding the savory stuff because it is something that we love and also it's just like a nice way to flush out our menu, especially during the day. You know now that we're open yeah. on daytime, like people don't all want to eat cake at noon or whatever. Although. You absolutely can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we're really known for the desserts and the cocktails. I think probably for the desserts, the most popular is yeah. the birthday cake. Oh, God. Yeah, I've heard about your birthday yeah. cake. We sell probably three times as much birthday cake than we do anything else in the kitchen. Yeah. Absolutely. So describe the birthday cake. It is a very dense, moist vanilla cake with uh, pink frosting and sprinkles up the side. So it's, it's incredibly simple, but... So complex. So, so it's a filled, crazy recipe. So filled with nostalgia. Also, a completely cuckoo bananas recipe, um, which we had a recipe when we opened for the cake, which was delicious. Um, and we had like worked to come up with this recipe, and our kitchen manager at the time um, left out half of the flour for friends and family opening. <laughs> and we were like, whatever, friends and family, so it's fine. Um, just, just frost it up. Yeah, just just frost it, <laughs> and we'll it. serve it to our friends. And yeah. we cut into it, and we were all pretty inebriated. Hammered. By the, okay, hammered would be the right <laughs> word by the end it's of the evening. And, and uh, <laughs> everyone was like, holy bleep, you know, this is the best. You can swear on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. okay. I said holy shit. bleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, this is the best cake we've ever fucking had. Yeah, I added another one just to, you know, <laughs> zhuzh it up a Really? Bit. So, so <laughs> yeah. do you still use it? Do you still use yeah. that recipe? Oh, so, yeah. So we were like, okay, Whoa. change the recipe. If you remember, you know, your Please tell us you remember what you did. Your bad measurements. Yeah. yeah, like we'll put them as, as the official recipe. So we've been using that and, you know, I... Um, we've had friends be like, "Do you put pudding in the cake? Right, it's, it's so, so like it's so dense and, and moist. They're heavy as yeah. hell. Like oh, yeah. it's eleven I, pounds. Yeah. I weighed it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you order a whole cake if yeah. you're like getting one for a birthday party? Yeah, yeah. So go lots. online, butterandscotch.com. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we need forty-eight hours notice. <laughs> Just remember. Yeah, we go through a lot. We get a lot of whole cake orders. Yes, yeah. so that is, and we also wholesale it to some places, and so <clears throat> that's always like the one thing that we yeah. definitely need. As much heads up as we can. Well, get, it was right? funny actually. We uh, so Dean and Deluca sells the birthday cake in oh, Soho cool. and Madison, but this um, I have an inside source there, and he he told me that that they did not want to bring it in because they're like, we cannot serve cake that's like covered in sprinkles and pink. Like it's just like not our vibe. <laughs> yeah, right. it looks. I mean, it looks right. Like yeah, yeah like a childhood yeah. memory of what. A and cake um, looks like. and right. now it is the third best selling item in their bakery. Uh, wow. Department behind chocolate chip cookies and croissants. So, yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Sorry, guys. Can't kick that out. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you get to live with sprinkles. Yeah. Wow. Dean and Deluca won't listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Never know. But whatever. If you're listening, like, you what know. What up, Allison Lombardi? <laughs> I love these shout doing outs. Cupcake versions of the birthday cake. We do that for, like, catering yeah. orders. Yeah. yeah. We actually stopped doing cupcakes. We used to have them on the menu because this is, like, Kevy's right. origins is mini cupcakes. I but think, I think she's, yeah. like, so yeah. over them. Yeah. I got a little burnt out yeah. of the cupcakes. And so when we started 
Yeah, they just it's it's a sit down place. So you're coming in and you want like a plate of something. Yeah. And a yeah. mini cupcake is really like a to go or like you're at a party and there's mini cupcakes. <clears throat> so it just didn't really work in the space. And I honestly I was way more excited about the cakes anyway. Yeah. And so like cakes and cookies and all these new recipes that I was like, let's yeah. just move this to the side. So we do it for catering because makes sense yeah it makes sense for weddings and events and stuff Mm -hmm. you want like finger food Mm -hmm. but like for here I agree and I just think our vibe like in terms of the desserts I feel like is very much kind of um like classic American iconic Mm -hmm. desserts you know it's like cake and pie and cookies and brownies and so puffer sundaes and milkshakes and you know and so it's much more I think it makes a lot more sense to drop a plate with like a huge wedge of three layer cake (laughs) than it does to drop like three little mini cupcakes (laughs) which is what we used to do you know Um, it definitely just feels feels more right I remember uh, opening night we oh my god so you know Obviously, it was the first time that we had done service, and I'm, like, trying to cross all my T's and dot all my I's and be as prepared for service as possible. And, of course, the first ticket that comes in is a cupcake trio, and I realized that I had put them all in the freezer to cool down, (laughs) and they were frozen. Oh, my God. Did you you not know this? this. Oh, my God. I took them out of the freezer. They were rock hard. I put them on top of the oven to try to let them thaw out, but, like... Someone probably waited 15 minutes for a little trio of cupcakes. Oh, and I was like, oh. people waited a lot. Like that first <laughs> yeah. month was just a shit show. It took oh. it took a minute for us to like kind of hit our stride. Yeah. We had some bad hires in the beginning too. Yeah. So, but it's a, yeah. it's a really important part of the business. Just the, the people that are working for you. Yeah. Just making sure you train people properly. And you yeah. Staff that are committed to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reliable. I mean, we've also learned a lot, sort of how how to train staff and right. how to manage staff. And it definitely, Allison and I had, you know, we were on our own before this, yeah. and we had never trained a staff of 15 people before. <laughs> and like honestly, I, we we were looking back the other day and we're like, oh my god, like those those poor. <laughs> Employees. Employees. I know. Like, Honestly, yeah. I think back and I'm like, God, I wish like you'd come in when I like if, right. if you if you'd come in now, like how different things right. would be, you know? Because it was just that initial having no idea what you're doing, and also for me, I just felt like I was in a constant state of panic. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. all these people now rely on me for like their livelihood. Yeah. I have customers coming in who like have a certain level of expectation and I have expectations of myself and our product and I want to provide that and it's just so much pressure and I don't think that like you realize how and it's it says a lot about you as a person like how you react to that and I think I didn't do so well (laughs) like I really I was just so stressed and frazzled all the time it was very hard for me to put on like a psyched yeah. happy face for the team you know <laughs> right. um, and I feel like I've kind of gotten a little bit more work life balance oh my god and, we've, we've yeah. both yeah. greatly improved mm-hmm. I think over the past two years but it took us a while I would say it took a year. about a year yeah. for both of us to be able to come and like sit at the bar and 
have a drink and enjoy ourselves yeah. without nitpicking every time thing yeah. that was going on. Right. Um, and so, and now I that, still struggle. No, with that a little bit, <laughs> but yeah. But now that two years has passed, I mean, like the place has come together. Like we have such a solid crew. Yeah. We have so many people who have been with us for you know over a year who really just helped us like make it become butter and scotch what it is now yeah and yeah so now it's like we walk in we know what the place is we know the vibe you know it's funny how it like took us time to get to know our business yeah (laughs) well a lot of it is like i you know i think we both kind of had an idea of what it was going to be when we opened and some of those elements are absolutely still there Mm -hmm. but i also think we learned so much from our customers and our staff like what we are you know it's sort of like what does the community want us to be what does our neighborhood need Mm -hmm. what kind of you know what kind of identity and sort of message and vision like inspires our team to be part of this and so I feel like yeah in the past year and especially I would say like in the past five six months it's really crystallized and Mm -hmm. I feel like we really like kind of understand what we're about now yeah and it makes it easier for us to do our jobs yeah you know yeah that's that's very true um I, I gotta say when the last time I saw you I think was the day after the election. Yeah. We, oh. were, we had a photo shoot scheduled. Um, oh, that's right, right. And of course, we weren't <laughs> expecting the result. Um, right. That happened, and and uh, it was a very sad day, I think, yeah. for, yeah. for us. Um, I started that day Al- bursting yeah. into tears. Allison when I walked, walked in. in and just immediately burst into tears. <laughs> we were like, mm-hmm. yeah, is- it was horrible. Yeah. Um, I think there's, you know, for me and I think a lot of other small business owners, you you think about um, the intersection of business and and politics and like, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't combine the two. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for you guys, you've got a, you've got a a bar and a bakery in Crown Heights, you kind of know your customer base. We're a little bit different. We've got customers that that buy a product all over the country Mm -hmm. who... I saw you in Seattle recently. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, nice. UFC. Yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, it's like you you, you realize that some of your customers may be on the opposite end of the political spectrum. Right. Mm -hmm. How you deal with that as a business and how you navigate that. And um, I mean, I've seen some of the things you guys have done recently. Um, You want to tell us a little bit about the cocktail menu and, and what you're doing? Totally. I mean... Yeah, this, again, it's sort of, yeah, coming off of us, like, learning who we are, um, you know, and that took two years, and and then in January, after the election, we were like, okay, well, we're, I guess, feminist as fuck, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so let's put this out there, and let's do what we can to make everything less terrible right now and to help ourselves sort of like feel like we're doing something feel like we're yeah yeah, giving back in giving back in some way and so um we were already planning actually to do this menu yeah it had been in the works and um it just came at a really good time we were kind of debating before like should we do um, if for one special drink or whatever, donate a dollar. And this was um, actually uh, one of our bartenders and um, our brand manager had come up with this idea and suggested that we donate a dollar from a drink, a special drink, 
to a charity, and then after the election, we were like, we're doing all of them. Yeah. Like, every drink. The whole menu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A dollar will go yeah. to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Um, and we were not... We were not expecting the um, response that we did. Uh, The night of the menu launch for Winter of Women, which was um, which is the one that we're doing currently up until Monday. Monday. (laughs) Um, We were probably busier than our opening night. Yeah, butter and scotch. It was it was one of the busiest nights. I've ever seen shit. here. I, I honest, I had to go drink at the bar next door because there was no room for me to be here. Yeah. I was like, hi guys, good luck. Yeah. I have to go. Wow, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. It was great. It yeah. was insane. And yeah. I think it like, you know, I think for both of us, it was really hard to like wake up and go about our lives and our business after the election and like just keep posting like pretty pictures of food and act right. like nothing Right. was happening, you yeah. know, yeah. it was sort of like we can't pretend that like everything hasn't changed, you know no, and so, you only live once and right. like you gotta make an impact where you can right, and it's like, there's, you know, I can do so much like I can join the ACLU, I can send what money I can to like the causes I believe in, but we're just so much more powerful, uh, it's so much more exponential as a business, you yep. know and mm-hmm. so I think that it also helped to kind of really just make it very clear to our customers and our audience mm-hmm. like this is what we're about if you're about this this is a safe space for you like if right. you want to come here and feel like it's a place where you can indulge and take care of yourself and like treat yourself well but also like you get a cocktail and you don't just feel like mm-hmm. you know sort of like greedy consumer like right. at least something is coming out of that you right. know well, and we're donating dollars to Planned Parenthood which is fantastic you know because they're such a good organization but like more than that it really became connecting people yeah and like a place for people to be like Allison said a safe space where you can come and you can be around like-minded people and make connections and plan your next you know right march March, or postcard writing campaign or whatever you know yeah and we we had a, a customer who's regular who's just like a teacher she's like a first grade teacher and she uh she was like can I organize a postcard writing night here and we were like absolutely uh we'll go even further than that and like here are these phones and they're like a bright pink phone with like a twirly cord that hooks up to your cell phone oh yeah and so um every person who called congress uh, got a free shot. Oh, so sweet. we yeah. were drunk dialing Congress. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. It was so. That also was, was packed. That night was yeah. insane. And we sent. I think it was like close to five hundred postcards. Uh, postcards were written that night. That's wonderful. Yeah. Are you guys still doing that? We're doing another one um, in May, which the details are still sort of being ironed out. But it's going to be the week leading up to Mother's Day, uh-huh. um, and sending postcards to Congress, like Mother's Day cards, basically. To Congress, um, and it, that one is uh, the like the exact cause and stuff. Are still sort of TBD. We're working with a regular of ours who wants to organize this, so mm-hmm. we're figuring that out. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely our plan. Like pretty much any time anyone approaches us, like a customer or anybody, about having some sort of fundraising event here we're for it you Mm -hmm. know it's like again I mean it was cool that night with the drunk dialing congress it was like 
there were so many people who had never met each other who, <laughs> because it, we're tiny, there's like, we see 30 people, we were right. absolutely like just slammed, people were lining the walls, and so you were kind of forced to interact with the people around <laughs> you, and, uh, and I think a lot of sort of friendships and alliances and stuff were made that night, and that was really cool to see, like there were people who came on their own who, you know, were right. talking with their neighbors and, you know, and so for us as like business owners, I mean, it is such a, you know, like this is a very punishing industry to be in. It can yeah. be a really unforgiving job sometimes. And, um, I think for both of us, what makes it worth it is like looking at the people who are sitting at our bar and seeing them enjoy themselves, seeing them connect with each other, hearing them tell us that like they're grateful to have a place where they mm -hmm. feel comfortable um, is like literally yeah. what makes it worth doing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's that's great. I mean, I'm looking at the the winter of, of women cocktail menu right now. That's that's wrapping up, but you've got the Shirley Chisholm. You've got Smash the Patriarchy, <laughs> Boy Bye, Michelle 2020, Not My President, This Pussy Grabs Back. Um, you give Polly G a run for his money and uh, menu item name. Well, that's a very high compliment. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's, he, he spends a lot of time focusing on uh, item naming on the menu. It is yeah. a collaborative effort, it for is. sure. We like Whenever we're developing new cocktail menus, it's like the whole bar team contributes and everyone kind of brainstorms names and stuff and it's like one of the most fun parts of it's this job for sure so much fun yeah well, everyone can... is just like yelling over themselves <laughs> <laughs> like at one point our entire bar staff yelled vagina at the, <laughs> at the winter of women naming <laughs> it didn't make the cut though i mean well, well no. It's, it's a visual. So the, uh, okay. this pussy grabs back cocktail, it's like a rum sour and it has an egg white. And so we, I made a, I made a vagina stencil <laughs> that I, we spray Peugeot bitters through. So Whoa. when you get the drink, there's a stenciled vagina on top. How do you spray bitters? It's, like I it's... have like a perfume atomizer that we like spray Whoa. over the stencil. And it looks and it beautiful. Looks really great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get, it's like this sort of delicate pink vagina. <laughs> And it's like drink. on floating on it's the floating top. Floating right on top. Yeah. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah. You're gonna have to have. Yeah, you should later. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to day drinking. Oh wait, what's the stencil gonna be for a spring menu? We don't have one. Uh, I know. Well, tell us about the spring menu that you've got coming. Yeah. Up. So we're. Um, so we basically this whole thing was so. Uh, successful and also just so like rewarding for us to do that we decided like let's just keep this rolling menu to menu we change our cocktail menu four times a year like every season and so we decided for spring to pick another organization and have this sort of theme of the menu be reflected in that choice mm -hmm. and so um, for spring we decided to really kind of like pay homage to uh, LGBTQ culture and um, so the, the menu itself is called Love is Love is Love mm -hmm. and uh, 
the you know drinks have names like friend of Dorothy and Shantae you say <laughs> which um, uh, friend of Dorothy was code back in the day yeah for, for, to, like, to let someone know that uh, that you were gay that you were gay yeah right. totally. um, like back when it was illegal to mm-hmm. be out um, right. that was like and it was a reference to you yeah. know Judy Garland <laughs> yeah right. um, Judy I know uh, and yeah so like and like high femme and get used to it and names like this and so uh, and the organization that we're going to be donating a dollar to for each drink sold is the Alley Center which is this amazing group. They're um, based in the Bronx, but they service all of New York. It's like a local uh, nonprofit that has a shelter, and then they also provide just like all kinds of support and resources to homeless queer youth in New York. So like if you don't feel safe staying in a regular shelter because you, you know, are like visibly queer or just in general that environment feels unsafe for you it's a place where you can go if you don't have a place to stay that will take you in and Mm -hmm. support you Um, so what they do is amazing and it was a really like we love Planned Parenthood I know I personally like wouldn't have had any health care for a few years if it wasn't for them and like it felt so good to contribute to them um, but it also feels great to now be focused on a smaller, more local organization mm-hmm. that where those dollars like really, really can make an impact, right. you know? So yeah, that's yeah. going to be spring and that launches this Monday, the 17th. Nice. So by the time this podcast runs, it'll, it'll probably already be active. Yeah. All right. So right. Come in and get a friend of have Dorothy. some cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you guys are in Crown Heights. It's a neighborhood that's been changing pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back even just like a couple of years ago, there were um, far fewer restaurants and bars around. What's it been like just to be a, a business owner in the area and watching the neighborhood change? I mean, we... We decided on this area because we lived in Crown Heights and our friends were all in Crown Heights and uh, we just loved the neighborhood. And also, it was affordable. (laughs) It was in our budget, which most places in Brooklyn now are not. not. Um, And so, we have been incredibly lucky uh, that the whole community has been extraordinarily welcoming. Um, these past three years. I remember, like, when we were building the space, you know, we didn't have any paper up to shield what we were doing inside. So we had, like, friends, you know, stop by. (laughs) Well, you know, new friends from the neighborhood, you know, pop their head in and be like, you guys open yet? (laughs) Like, I'm going to buy the first drink, you know? (laughs) And and so we were were extremely lucky, and I think just because of that, um, we... You know, we sort of like were very welcoming throughout that process, and so when we opened, we just had a very warm reception. Yeah, I think the fact that it's also like we're not just a bar, like it's yeah. not just a dive bar or something. Like we also are a bakery, so like a lot of people in the neighborhood like get their kids' birthday cakes from us, yeah. or you know, we donate cupcakes and or cookies, cookies. to like local, you know community causes and schools and whatever and so I think like a lot of it was like us doing our best to also just be 
like very conscious of the fact that we're stepping into this community that has been here for a long time and you know we're very aware of the sort of changes and the gentrification that's happening here and it is like a responsibility that we have as business owners to be you know sensitive to that and to do whatever we can to kind of welcome and make everyone who lives here feel you know and hire, welcome and hiring and, hiring and yeah. yeah half of our staff lives only a few blocks away yeah you know we have a, a sign on the window right now because we need a baker and people just walk by on their way home and see that yeah pop in it's it's been the best way to hire and as a business owner you want your staff to live yes very <laughs> nice if someone like doesn't show up or calls out it's nice <laughs> to have people who live really close so you can walk in you know from two minutes away so yeah. yeah from a practical standpoint it's good and it also is just nice to like you know it's one thing to open a place and then you already have this whole team that you're kind of shuttling in from somewhere else but if yeah. you can hire from your community and put you know put jobs in your community I think that that goes a long way too so Mm, yeah. Well, where do people find you guys online? Drunk Bakers. <laughs> Drunk Bakers on Instagram. Uh, on like all Butter social media. Butterandscotch.com. Yeah, is our website. One of my website. favorite social media handles, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> well, when we first started, like, so when we, so Kevy came up with the name Butter and Scotch, and then we got the website, and then we started looking at like. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all these different social media platforms and it was taken on some of them and we were like we don't want to have like different names on different platforms like it gets a little bit confusing and so we were like we need to just come up with another name that sort of like says what we do (laughs) that's not the same I remember I remember Allison was like I don't know what do you think like tipsy baker and I was like we can't tippy toe around right we're We're drunk we're drunk (laughs) (laughs) let's be real here yeah Yeah. Um, so yeah so it's funny because like now everyone like knows us as the drunk bakers it's very funny Um, have you seen have you gone online and seen that weird uh, like comic strip drunk bakers no oh my god I have to say it's it's pretty terrible (laughs) but it's online (laughs) sorry guys it's like two it's really just like two men who are like bakers who are wasted all the time yeah all right. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> um, but don't don't go to that. Don't go to, go to, go to, go to, go to yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we're like on all of the social media. We're at Drunk Bakers, and then our website is butterandscotch.com. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevy Allison, thank you for joining us here in the official Mike Sahani podcast. Such an, a, I mean, it's so fun to finally <laughs> be on. I'm so happy. Thank yeah. you. Maybe we'll do a follow up sometime down the line. Sounds good. And, yes. um, we are in. Be sure to come in and try the new spring cocktail menu. Enjoy some pie. Enjoy cake. <laughs> yeah. Get your kids' birthday cake here. Yeah. Yes. And uh, come check out Butter and Scotch. Right. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks again for listening to the official Mike's Hot Honey podcast. For more info on Butter and Scotch, go to butterandscotch.com. Or check them out on social media at Drunk Bakers. You can check out other episodes of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We've got a bunch of new episodes already recorded and in the pipe, so stay tuned. And until next time, keep drizzling, my friends.